Welcome to today's show. I'm recording from London. I've moved to London part-time, so I'm walking on the Thames River in uh, South Bank, London. So I want to talk about today something I consider pretty important, which is just time management. So I want to give you five tricks to getting twice as much done in half the work. Because after all, what is the goal of life? You know? Happiness is the goal. Everything else is a tool that humans use to achieve happiness. At least when we're talking about conscious goals. There's always subconscious goals like keep breathing that your autonomic system uh, (laughs) forces upon us. But conscious goals, people want to be happy. It's like Sigmund Freud says in Civilization, it's discontent. He says, what the purpose of life is, people have tried to answer that question time without end, without ever a perfect answer. He said, maybe that's because there is no perfect answer, but he said, but the behavior of humans tells us what they care about, and that is happiness, moving towards happiness and away from pain. So, number one tool, trick to time management is understanding your goals. If you read the seven habits of highly effective people, one of the seven habits is start with the end in mind, meaning know what your goal is before you head on this path of improving your daily routine and your time management. So, it's kind of like if you're taking a trip from you know, Florida to New York, you gotta know where you're going before you just walk out the door. You're gonna walk in the wrong direction. So I wanna just talk for one second. The first tool of time management, the first hack, is not what you think. It's not like, oh, do the Pomodoro system or do this or that and time and you know, block time blocking. You see all these different techniques. All those are valid. But remember, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're wanting to get out of the nine to five grind, you're building a business. A lot of people go, okay, you know, I'm grinding to get what I want. I'm, but that's not the end goal. It's a little bit, I'll use a kind of crude analogy. Um, you gotta go pee, right? You gotta go to the bathroom. But you would never wake up and go, oh yeah, today's all about going to the bathroom seven times. No, it's a necessary function for survival, but it's never a goal. It's a peripheral kind of activity that you do. Well, hard work is a peripheral activity. It's not the purpose of life. Now, there are some philosophies that have said that work, hard work and perfectly managing your time is the perfect purpose of life. They call those Stoics. Um, If you study early U.S. history, you had the pilgrims and you had people who came from Germany, um, which kind of had this, you know, Arbeit, they call it, or Schaff. That's what the Amish German language is. It means like work, like a worker, like work. This is your purpose here on planet Earth. And, you know, there's some validity to that. I don't uh, ascribe to that as my purpose of life. I, I see work as a means to an end. I see hard work as a means to end. I see things, and, and there, the means to the end is the whole point of us and you listening to this whole time management is, how can you get more time for the things you really like? You know, what are the things you really like? You've got to ask yourself, you know, for me, what do I really like to do? I like to hang out with friends. 
Uh, I like to read, I like to travel, I like to go out, I like to meet new people. Like, if I didn't have to work, that's what I'd be doing all day long. I like conversations with interesting people. I love basketball. Um, you know, I like jujitsu. So for me, as I said, the first tool of time management is realizing what am I even trying to do here? What's my purpose? What's my goal of time management? And it's to optimize for the things that I care about. I like going to the gym. I, so everything I'm doing with time management is towards that end. And I'm actually not trying, you know, some people go, how can you read 10 times faster? Well, it, that is, I do go through times of speed reading, but since I enjoy reading, I'm not always trying to be faster at reading. So by clarifying your goals, write down your three goals. If you had more time what would, in an ideal world, what would you do with it, you know? And then those are the things you're not gonna try to do time management on. You're gonna do time management on all the other things not related to those three, okay? So write down three goals or think of them in your head if you're driving. For me, more time to read, more time with friends, more time to travel. Those are the three. So all my time management is around those things. Actually with me, might change one of those out. Be on my farm is one. So when I'm on my farm, I'm not trying to, cut to time shave. I'm not trying to get twice as much done in half but you know, in half the time. Um, that's not my goal, but there's other things that are not my primary goal. Those are the ones I wanna optimize. So what are those? So step number two in hacking time and time management. Okay, what are the things you don't love that aren't, you know, that are costs? If you think like an economist, you have costs meaning things you don't really want to do, but you got you have to do. Like I said, going to the bathroom, going pee, is a cost. If you could still survive and not have to, I don't think, I think everybody would be like, yeah, I'll cut that out. We can't biologically, but, so what are the things, number two, for time management, what are the things you want to focus on cutting time? For me, I'll give you an example, email. I hate answering email. Number two, and what kind of inspired me to even record this call. I don't really like conference calls. I don't like formal business meetings. I don't know why, I just don't like it. I don't like having to be a place at exactly 7 p.m. and be on a call. So I have a call today with a big business person worth $200 million and it's at nine o'clock my time and they're in Vegas, so it's whatever, one o'clock or something. And I, I was kind of thinking how I don't look forward to that meeting but it's a necessary cost. I need to be on it. Let's talk about an interesting company. I'm always watching different companies. Uh, Hims. you've probably seen this company um, advertising everywhere. They're one of my sponsors. It, I always watch new marketing angles. These guys came out of nowhere, built this massive, hundred. I think it's 100 million plus business. And uh, I was telling, you know, Zach, my friend, I was telling him, I know why this company is doing so well. It's because 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. And uh, Zach told me, he said, Ty, once you notice that your hair is thinning, it's too late. So <laughs> um, for all of you listeners of mine who are like my friend Zach and are basically traumatized that they're losing their hair, 
maybe not all of it, but hairlines receding or whatever, uh, instead of turning to weird solutions or doing nothing, turn to medicine and science. That's done well for people for the last, uh, I don't know, 100 years since modern medicine. So for hims.com is a one-stop shop. It's got hair care, uh, hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness stuff. Um, so great little tagline they have. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping people be the best version of themselves. They've got licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. So it's not, this isn't snake oil stuff. This isn't gas station counter supplements. This is prescription solutions backed by science. That's the key thing. Um, but it was created by a guy who knew some health conversations are easier online than in person. So you don't have awkward in-person doctor visits, long pharmacy lines. For him, connects you to real doctors online, saves you hours, completely confidential and discreet. You answer a few questions, a doctor reviews it, and if they think it's right for you, they prescribe your medication to treat hair loss, shipped directly to your door. So this is, everybody's talking about this, GQ, Men's Health, Esquire, Playboy. So here's my offer for you. They're a partner with me on the show. Order now. My listeners get started with the HIMS Complete Hair Care, a hair kit for just $5 right now while supplies last and subject to doctor's approval. Let me say that again. My listeners can get started with the HIMS Complete Hair Kit for just $5 right now while supplies last. So see the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy somewhere else. So go to forhims.com slash tie. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash T-A-I. Forhims.com slash my name, tie. I was just listening to to the audiobook Titan Rockefeller. Everyone should listen to this book. Even if you don't, not everyone likes Rockefeller, right? Because he's a controversial person. But there's some very interesting takeaways for everybody. And one of the things was Rockefeller, he started his first real job outside of like his upbringing was as an accountant. And he always said, none of my competitors know their numbers better than me. And it's my competitive advantage. He understood his business's numbers. I was like, after I read this book, I was like, I got to get even better. I mean, I know my numbers, but he knew his numbers in and out, in and out. And he basically considered it his number one, you know, competitive advantage. So in the modern world, that was in the late 1800s, right? When he kind of rose up early 1900s, Rockefeller for you and I. Things have gotten more complex. The IRS code is more complex than it ever was taxes, accounting systems. Now we use software, right? Back then they would write it in ledger books. Um, And most entrepreneurs that follow me, when I talk to them about their accounting, it's all over the place. Okay? All over the place. So you got one system for sales and one for accounting, one for inventory, too much time, too many different resources, and it's hurting your bottom line. So one of my Sponsors is NetSuite, right? They're by Oracle, and they've got created a cloud-based business management software that handles all those aspects of your business, okay? So they're doing the all-in-one that everybody needs, okay? And that's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. So 
NetSuite right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, seven strategies to grow your profits. So go to netsuite.com slash my name, netsuite.com slash tie. That's netsuite.com slash T-A-I to download your free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits. Let me spell it, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot C-O-M slash T-A-I. Okay, know your numbers and I wish you the best and I hope you become as big as Rockefeller and you remember you heard about it on my show and uh, you give me half your money later. No, I'm just joking. He had, I think, four to 600 billion in today's dollars. So if my podcast helps you do that and NetSuite helps you do that, at least take me out to a steak dinner. I understand meetings, not on my list. So that brings us to point number three, our hack number three. How do you hack the things that you don't want to spend much of your life doing? And I'm going to give you something so obvious, you're going to be like, duh, I don't even know why you had to say that. Um, don't do them very much. That, so let me give you an example. I used to think when I first got into business, okay, it's a conference, it's a business meeting, I need to devote an hour or two to it and spend a lot of time talking to this person and planning out. Well, forget that. I don't want to be on conference calls my whole life. So I'm just going to not spend much time on it. I'm going to get on this conference call at 9 o'clock and I'm going to talk for 5 or 10 minutes. Okay? So believe it or not, sometimes you just make a mental switch of I'm not going to spend that much time. Email, I literally wake up and I check my emails in under 5 minutes. And how do I do that? Well, the less you email, the less people email you back. Email is a vicious cycle. You go to a conference and you start talk, you plan to be there for an hour, well the other person's going to respond and talk to you for an hour. Just cut it. Cut it. The things you don't like, don't spend much time doing. Really. And people will respond and the world will respond accordingly. Now I know different people have different jobs and some people can't you know, just do their email for five minutes and you've got to do it for longer. I'm just saying the general principle applies. Once you optimize, you, once you realize the things you do like and the things you don't like, you could simply stop doing the things you don't like, or, or I shouldn't say stop doing. You could simply decrease the time you allot for them. And believe it or not, it literally works. So if you're spending two hours a day on your email and that's not on your list of things you love to do, then literally just check your email three times a day or four hour work week used to have like check it, you know, whatever, once a day or something, whatever's reasonable, but just don't email so many people. If you'd rather talk to people on the phone, well, call people. If you call more people, guess what? They'll call you back. If you email them, then they're gonna reply to the email. So by me not sending an email, no one ever replies on email because I never message them. So what do I like to do? So number four, know that you're gonna have to have an alternative on what you cut. So the things you don't like, you will need to have an alternative because it's not realistic that you never you know, do email or you never do conferences, things you don't like. So what I do is I find an alternative that I like much better and that is WhatsApp voice memos. Why do I like WhatsApp voice memos to communicate versus email and conference calls? Easy. You, you talk to people on your time frame. You just leave them a voice memo in WhatsApp 
iMessage kind of has this feature, but it's crappy compared to WhatsApp. Um, and so I just do a conference call for five minutes, and then I say, hey, let's continue this on WhatsApp. I get off the call, and then I WhatsApp them back and forth instead of being on an annoying conference Zoom call like I have tonight at 9. So that's my strategy today. I'm going to know what I want to be doing with my life, know what I don't want to be doing with my life, aka Zoom conference calls a lot. Shorten, step three, shorten what you don't like. Step four, find an alternative for what you don't like, right? In this case, the alternative is what? The alternative is uh, uh, me focused on um, uh, WhatsApp, moving everything to WhatsApp. Boom, life changing. I know this sounds too simple to be life changing. It's not simple at all to be life changing. It's not, it's very powerful in fact, it's not simple. So that's step four, okay? Step four is find that alternative thing that you like. And then what's step five? Just rinse and repeat. Be and be consistent. Number five is be consistent. There will be, and be firm with your beliefs. You will find people that say, that try to move you onto what they wanna do. Resist, resist, resist. Remember, for example, Jeff Bezos, richest man in the world, he doesn't like to meet people one-on-one. -on -one. So he just simply eliminated it. You can't meet him one-on-one. -on -one. He only meets in groups, so he can knock out three or four meetings at a time. And then he holds the line. That's step number five, hold the line, be stubborn about it. So people try to get me on a long conference call, I'm like, listen, I don't do long conference calls, but I, do, I will do a conference call with you, and then we can move it onto WhatsApp and talk from there. And lo and behold, it works amazingly well, amazingly well. I love it. So this is gonna help you transform your life as you begin to understand and implement. Don't forget the first two. You gotta, you have to, have to, have to, have to, have to define what you love and what you wanna optimize for to do more and you gotta be clear. And by the way, some people like writing emails. Some people, I have friends that love meeting, doing conferences and meeting with people. They love it, they love negotiating deals. Great, they should optimize, and, to, and they don't like WhatsApp, I'm like, good. Anybody who tries the WhatsApp, you'd be like, yo, can we talk on Zoom conference, or can we meet for lunch, for a business dinner, like a, a business meal? So that's, don't think everybody's the same. I'm not suggesting you need to be like me, I'm just saying, define what you like, define what you don't like, shorten what you don't like, substitute an alternative, and then hold your course to the end, okay? So, I hope that's been helpful for you, and uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. By the way, if you're an investor with over uh, $1 million liquid, I am working on some huge deals. If you wanna co-invest with me, just send me an email to partner at tylopez.com, partner at tylopez.com, with the subject line co-invest. Now only do this if you're an accredited investor. It's the law in the US that you, you have to be accredited investor, million dollars, net worth or more, you know, so um, I'm not trying to be, what's the word? <laughs> I'm not trying to be bougie and say you have to have 
a million or I don't want to talk to you. It's just the law for, in America. So if you have a million, I want to share the details with you. Email me or you can even direct message me on Instagram, the word co-invest, or if you email partner at tylopez.com with the subject line co-invest, then just give in this email just a little bit about you. And as you know from this episode, I don't love emails. So I'm not, I'll probably reply and uh, we can continue the talk on WhatsApp. So sounds good. Signing off from London. Talk on the next show.